Okay, welcome back to the shed. We're pretty excited, and we know you are too. Because why? Because this, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and cats, is our 100th, 100th episode! Oh yeah, episode! This is 100. So I know... Out <laughs> a way to go. Keep it going, yeah. More sounds, more sounds. Very good, very good, very good. And I know we made a big production at the end of the last episode about how special this was going to be, and I don't think you're going to be disappointed with the contents of this one. I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but it's a hundred episodes worth of goodness. We had the time of our lives <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> very nice, RJ, on fire. Very nice. Um, yeah, so here we go, our 100th episode. I bet you there's people listening to this, too, who have heard all 100. What do you think? What do you think, boys? Are there? There's a couple of them out there, I'm pretty sure. I think Mm -hmm. there might be. Should we have prizes? Should we think about that? PJ interrupting here to just mention we've had a number of guests over our 100 episodes, and here are the hellos from several of them. John Steves. Anyway, welcome, John. Hello. You're actually our first guest, so congratulations on that. My pleasure. Cameron Jordan from the Voices of Vancouver. Also, I like your Korean hat. A little heart. Love oh, symbol. Yeah. That's sick. Welcome to the Shed Dog. This is a combined episode with the Voices of Vancouver, Cam and Jordan. Hello. Mike the T of Rossland. Thanks, PJ. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> a little less. Leon Moira. Is that a car seat? Haley of North Vancouver. Thank you. I did this. <laughs> You're welcome. Candace of Vernon. Well, my daughter and her husband says, you should do it. I think it would be fun. Bowen of North Van. Good to see you. Thank you very much. Griffin the T of Burnaby. Thank you. Thank you very much. Should we have loyalty programs and awards? We'll think about it. We won't do anything about it, but we'll think about it. Earn two points per episode. That's right. Our frequent listener program. And when you get 20,000 points, we'll barbecue you something. <laughs> you won't get to have a barbecue. Okay, here we go. 100th episode. So pleased to be here. So happy about this. So hopefully you are too. Sit back. Get ready to have a couple giggles. And I'm sure be edified and informed by a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to prattle on about here. Here we go. I think we should, um, instead of the segment Tales from the Shuttle, which we every week we were always so excited about. I know. We, that we should now we have a new, it. the new category should be Tales from the Dance. And we've already discussed yes. that. So Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm very I agree. willing. I'll just say in my usual horribleizing manner <laughs> that I'm at a bit of a disadvantage for amusing anecdotes from dance because I don't speak. Yes, Jones. but you... Well, you, you haven't failed yet. You, yes, that's right. You have a story from yeah, all sorts of sessions. Nice answer, Archie. That was very good. I like that. Oh, that's and then funny. I was supposed to put my left foot out, but the right one went well, out. And actually, that, that happened again just last they night or the fall. night before. They fall about laughing. Well, that happened just the night before. We were, we were doing a thing, and at one point... We'd been doing it for a while, and I'm doing the move, 
And she's just looking right at me and she says something and I look at my arm. I actually did this. I turned my head down and looked at my left arm and then I looked over at her at her right arm and I pointed at my left arm and said, I'm doing the wrong arm. And she just nodded at me. Like (laughs) she doesn't speak any English at all, but (laughs) she's just trying to tell me, no, the other arm as you come around the corner and stuff like that. And how well prepared for this dancing were you by having danced the hokey pokey? Did it help? No, actually, no. (laughs) Square dancing in elementary school has not served me, hasn't stood up under this barrage. I was was thinking about that the other day while I was watching you dance, and I was thinking, uh, did the hokey pokey do all us white folks a disservice? No, but... you got these instructions and you follow them kind of like a robot? Yeah, no, these and these songs, for all I know, (laughs) these songs... No, but for all I know, these songs have stuff written into them. I will say this, though, in terms of my education, I finally got on to the WeChat group that the dance group has. Right. So, of course, it's WeChat. It's not WhatsApp. It's WeChat. And what happens then is they are able to send you videos of the dances, which is extremely useful. Oh, you can try them at home. Because you get to do exactly what the instructor has looked at to do this. And here's the little, wait for it. You watch these at home. And then, oh my goodness, this is, and we listen to this exact music. So this is the intro. And then the next part, and I don't, I can't figure out how to send this to anybody. I can only get to this through WeChat. Oh, okay. Um, Otherwise I would send this to you guys in a heartbeat. Oh, that's great. And you can see these dancers, listeners, are... Are younger. It's it's the <laughs> same image of a young woman in a skirt copied. Uh-huh. So there's now three women in a young skirt. So it's only one person in reality. Yeah. And they're doing all these moves, and it just goes on like that. And basically, you go through the whole dance, and then the actual single person in here talks you through it, Sadly, in Cantonese, but whatever. They talk you through it. You know, they talk, they count you through it. I should know how to count to four in Chinese by now, but I don't. So that's a huge advantage. You can go home and practice in the privacy of your living room and Mm. try to figure out what the hell Chani was talking about when she said this, that, or the other. That's great. It's very great. Uh, And like I said, if I could figure out a way to send you that, because when you see them do it and then you review that little chunk of video of me doing it, it's a really amusing juxtaposition. Do you know the really anglicization <laughs> for this form? Yeah, you do actually. You call Plaza it Plaza dancing. Or granny dancing? Yeah, those are they're colloquially I don't think there's a formal name for them in China. They're they're colloquial. And have you tried searching on YouTube? Yeah, a lot. And but you haven't found those kind of no, videos. I have okay. not. Okay. I, and I, I don't know where they come from. I because I was having trouble getting anybody's attention about getting into the WeChat group, I thought, God, these other guys are getting videos to practice with at home, and I'm mm-hmm. just out there looking like a chump. They're I want the so I'm searching YouTube, trying to find, can't find anything. Like, Don't tell them. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell the way though where we get this. Just let him stumble around. Eventually, he'll get tired and go home. So, yeah, it's so far not. The other thing that happens with this. So when we started today's recording, I was singing some song 
You know how when you listen to music, last thing before you go to bed, you get up in the morning, it's stuck in your head? All of these songs are made to be danced to, so they have a very bum, bum, bum mm -hmm. rhythm. Every day I get up and I start walking the dogs, and the rhythm is roughly walking pace. Oh, is running through my head all day long, all day at hockey. The guys in the change room are like, would you stop that? Yeah. Like, so we talked last time, I don't know how many episodes ago, about just a little bit about Google or Facebook Marketplace, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that Sue in particular has become the. Queen yes. of Facebook Yeah, she's pretty good. I'm okay at it now. Um, but we both have these troublesome interactions with people. She said you guys have had some pretty strange experiences. Yeah, and we've, we've had good ones as well, which <laughs> I actually brought some. I brought some good examples of good ones. But yeah, like I brought one along just to give you an example of the kind of stuff that happens. This is selling... Uh, I'll tell you one from memory, and then I'll tell you the one that I brought along here. So yeah, I'm I'm I made the mistake of doing omnibus uh, sales. They're not a good idea, really, in general. So for example, I was selling a double bed, the bed itself, the box springs, the mattress, two dressers, couple twin beds, which are like single beds, all on the same post, all on the same post, and an extra dresser. So what happens is. You know, can I just buy the little dresser exactly? And you lose track with who's asking for what, yeah. And then, if somebody commits to taking something, you're supposed to mark it as pending, but I can't mark the whole thing as pending, hmm. so I would have to just leave so it. So, you learn so by that, experience. yeah. I learned from it, yeah. But, but wait a minute, hang on a tick. I mean, if you do separate posts for all those things, don't you kind of have the same problem? I mean... Easier to manage. Is it really? So, like, for example, the first thing that went was uh, handmade. Sue's dad made a lot of furniture. Handmade, tall, dark dresser. And it went quickly. And so I could have marked that as pending on its own, meaning I stopped getting bothered by people. But if it's all in the same ad, now i got to go back into that ad and delete that picture. Or, yeah. And change the text. Yeah. Okay. So you got to, it's a lot harder. So, so it's the, a lot easier to manage them on their own. And for an example, I had, uh, you know, this is an example of some of the people that are, their their manners are not exactly the best. And to be fair, sometimes it's because their English is a second language. So the when they communicate, it's yeah. maybe a little. So I'm like, um, I've, I've got a woman who didn't make it clear which pieces she wanted, right? So I'm going, now, I'm just not sure what you're saying. Are you asking for the double bed, the tall dresser, or the wide dresser? And she says, okay. <laughs> it's just like this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it went on and on, that one, but I can't remember much about it. So I brought one that I'd printed out. <laughs> oh, yes, there's the, hello, is this still available? Well, the ad's up, isn't it? But Come on, people. Facebook makes the default message, is this still available? So that, that kind of a lot of a lot of people send, is this still available? And you'll often see ads that say, by the way, if you're seeing this ad, it is still available. So please don't click, is this still available anyway? So anyway, this person opens with, is this still available? And Sue says, yes, it is. Sue says, when do you want to see the item? Sunday. Can you send me the address? 
So Sue sends him the address. She says, what time on Sunday? Afternoon. Well, we don't live at the house, so we need a specific time. How about 2 p.m.? 2.30. Okay, 2.30 is fine. Okay, I will contact you. Sue says, the next day, around 12 o'clock, Sue wants to kind of make sure everything's still on. Are you still coming at 2.30? I don't live at the house, so I need to plan around it. Thanks. Sorry, U-Haul is not available today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me know if you want to schedule for another time. I need only the mattress and the box. She's like, okay. Do you know when you might be able to book a van? I'm trying to book for today, 3.30. Okay. <laughs> How many mattresses are there? There are two right now. One guy was supposed to pick up one, but he's gone silent. I will take that two mattresses if you are interested to give me that. Twin mattresses, right? Yes. Is it okay for you? And by now she's getting like, is this guy reliable, right? So she goes, I need some sort of assurance. He says, inform me immediately. <laughs> she says, and he goes on, because I will come today at 3.30. I have already booked U-Haul. That's why I'm asking. She says, okay, I'll hold it for you. I will definitely come today, 3.30 p.m. I need two twin mattresses and box springs and that double mattress. Sue so goes, the double went yesterday. He says, okay, okay, I'll take the two mattresses. And box springs. At 2 o'clock, shortly before 2 p.m. Remember, he's coming at 3.30, yeah. right? Hey, I'm coming to take that mattress. Are you there? And... I can't tell how far apart these messages are. I think there's a couple minutes between. Yeah. Are you there? I am nearby your home. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sue's like, Sue's like, I'm just heading out there now. I will be there in 20 minutes. Please come immediately because I need to take another two things from the other pieces. Like he's just like. <laughs> Sue's like, Sue's now trying to drive, and he's beep, beep. <laughs> she pulls over oh. and says, I will try, but you know you're early. He's going, the vehicle is only available now. Hey, are you here? <laughs> oh. she, she goes, I'm, she pulls over. She says, I'm five minutes away. He says, okay, I will be there in two minutes. Oh. She says, I'm here. Okay, I'm also here in front of your home anyway. I thought you guys would enjoy that. That kind of stuff. I get stressed just hearing that exchange. Now, now I'm purposely doing tones of voice. Well, there. but you know it's, that. that's how you would receive it, though. And, yeah, you receive it that way. Yep. And part of it is the ESL yep. thing, right? And it's cultural. So so I'm being un unkind, but it's still hard, hard to... Well, it's also hard not to allow yourself to think... Yeah, okay, so I know you're ESL, but you're playing a card here. You said 3.30. In any language, that's not 2 o'clock. Yeah. You are here early, and you're bossing me around, and you're disguising it. You're hoping to let it slide because of your ESL. And Screw what, that. what was the guy like when he showed up? He's fine. Yeah. Oh. It's always like that, isn't it? Like, once you're in person, it's like the road rage thing. But if you're, as long as you're face-to-face, -face, all of a sudden... I wonder if we could go to a conversation about barter approaches, right? Because that's sort of the, like, if you're used to, if you have a barter mentality and all your shopping is done from barter mode, that kind of exchange is probably really normal for you. It's just part of the barter, part of yeah. the deal. Yeah. 
So I brought along some pictures here because uh, the other side of it is the good experiences that Sue's had is, um, especially when you're giving things away. Because what she's done is she's given things away and four times unsolicited, she didn't say, oh, tell me how it goes or anything. People have said, hey, I just wanted to send you a picture to show you what I did with that thing. Yeah, that's cool. Right. She. Uh, so you know those bifold doors? Yep. It, we gave them away because nobody was yep. interested in the least. One person took them and they cut them up and create fake shutters on the side of their windows. Yeah. yeah. And they, they sent a photo of what their current shutters look like and what they're going to do with them. They're very pleased. Another one person got a uh, an orange piece of arborite, yeah. just a big sheet, and they sent a picture of their van, which is a, like a camper van yeah. with really cool orange lining. Yeah. And they're going to use the arborite inside, and it's going to perfectly match yeah. on the outside. So they were very pleased. Another person made this amazing backdrop on a mantle from this piece of junk wood. What it was was a a wood stencil thing where you could pop out these little crosses and then you would have wood crosses to, mm. to maybe align on something to yeah, highlight, decorate, highlight, decorate highlight decorate. Yeah, yeah. Well, they popped out all the inside pieces and used what was left over and created this panel with candles showing <laughs> light beautifully shining through it. Not candles, but lights anyway. So I'll, I'll hand these around and then an old 1960s wooden open cabinet Somebody says, okay, this is where I put it, and, and uh, it's very nice. That's, uh, that is great. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. Also, Sue sent me pictures uh, in her Facebook Marketplace adventures. She found a light shade very similar to the one that was, I don't, it wasn't the master room, but one of those really, like, listeners, I can't remember, I think Rich has put up pictures of these already in a prior episode, but there was a light shade in the bedroom that Sue grew up in that I just loved. It's just the light fixture itself is just two sixty watt bulbs, and, yeah, and then you put a shade over it with it's, a pattern. It's a, it's a ceiling light. One of yeah, those a kind. ceiling yeah. light. And then there was another another sort of same sort of thing, a ceiling light with just a a glass square over it with a pattern on it. Wasn't the same as in a room, but kind of cool. And she found the exact thing on Marketplace. I thought it was really cool. Yep. Yeah, so now we have two of them. But I got one. I got uh, for our new segment. Yes. Uh, every every two episodes, we'll do a uh, classic movie Skin hasn't seen. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> I reflected on this, and to be fair, I seem to use that phrase quite a bit. But to be fair, I think that usually that's a tell that you're about to be unfair. You just could name fair. a whole bunch of war movies. Yeah. That you've seen because that was a big deal for you, and oh, including honey. classic ones. And I wouldn't have seen hardly any of those ones. Yeah. But uh, this week's movie that Skin has never seen is uh, Dirty Dancing. That's right. Because last week, remind me again? Last week it was Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. I haven't and, seen that. Yeah. And I helpfully added one for future episodes there. I saw that. There. What was the next one? Uh, damn it, I can't remember now. So Dirty oh, Dancing. Yes, risky go ahead. Business. Risky, risky Business. Risky Business, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that one either. I think I might have seen it a couple times, but I could not tell you the plot. 16 Candles. Never seen it? So oh, you missed all a... the Brat Pack movies. Yeah, a lot of them I was disinterested in too. Oh, 16 Candles is one of my favorite movies. Now, does really? that have, what's yeah. your name with the red hair? Yep, Molly Ringwald. Mo yeah. Molly Ringwald, okay. Even I know that, and I've never seen the movie. I just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. 
And yeah, so well, Dirty Dancing, here? I just... Yeah, we haven't seen Dirty Dancing, and I'm going to wager that eight out of ten of our listeners have seen it. I mean, it's pretty classic. Okay, while we're on the topic of Patrick Swayze, did well, you see Ghost? No. Okay, all right. Do you know, though, like... Have you seen any romantic comedies? <laughs> yes, thank you. I think I've seen the entire Hugh Grant oeuvre. Oh, okay, so I've you seen... do watch the Hugh Grant ones. Yeah, I think... How about Pretty Woman? Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a whole bunch of them. Like, like I have seen lots of rom-coms. Like, so, for instance, uh, Adam Sandler, Fifty First Dates, saw that. Thought it was really fun. Okay, there you go. So I have seen a bunch of those, but right. I just not all of them. Well, we got Patrick Swayze. He plays Johnny Castle. Yeah, Johnny Castle, of course. Mm-hmm. Hunky uh, dancer guy. Up in the Catskills, set in the Catskills at the resort where all the uh, nice Jewish families go to have a pleasant time. And... That's a racist stereotype, but we won't dwell on that, okay. RJ. Jennifer Grey is uh, Francis Baby Houseman. <laughs> And she's called baby because she's the baby of the family, but you sure, know, but sure. you know, she's sixteen or so. I think they don't. She's I don't think they ever tell you her age, but I believe she's coming of age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we got Cynthia Rhodes's Penny Johnson, the girl that uh, gets pregnant, uh, needs an abortion. Jerry Orbach, you know Jerry Orbach. Yeah, he's the guy from Law and Order, eh? Law and Order, and he plays Doctor Jake Houseman. You know, and he's... Uh, yeah. Oh, so is he the outraged father of somebody he's in this outraged. thing? outraged, yeah. and he's a doctor. So oh, he gets yeah. called in when there's some problems with the abortion. So he knows what happens to young girls who stray from home. All right. Because I know that you missed the movie and you would appreciate hearing about this plot, I've brought along the plot summary from uh, from Wikipedia. Okay, you ready? <laughs> I am. I'm in, so ready for this. In the summer of 1963, Francis Houseman, nicknamed Baby is vacationing with her parents, Jake and Marjorie Houseman, and her older sister, Lisa, important character, at Kellerman's, an upscale Catskills resort. It's upscale. That's why the Jews are going there, right? <laughs> Come on, is, you know, like, have I told you how much time I spend <laughs> editing? Have I actually mentioned that? Because it's a lot, <laughs> and I don't need it to just keep going up because you're having fun. It's owned by Max, Jake's friend. Exploring one night, baby secretly observes Max instructing the waiters all ivy league students you know to romance the guests daughters no matter how unattractive she also sees max demeaning the working class and entertainment staff including johnny castle one of the resort's dance instructors baby is attracted to johnny and dances briefly with him after his cousin Billy <laughs> takes her to one of the staff's secret dirty who, dancing parties. Who writes these things? Jesus. Yeah, it's just the facts, man. I know, but somebody somewhere is making a scratching out a living writing these plot summaries. All, all volunteer. <laughs> Baby learns Johnny's dance partner Penny is pregnant by Robbie. Oh. <gasps> Robbie, you know, we think Robbie's a nice boy. I mean, that's the impression he gives the parents. Well, but right? is, is Reiner Wolfcastle all heartbroken about this? Because was he have a crush on his dance partner, Penny? He, he 
I think he likes his dance partner, Penny, but they're not a romantic item. Well, not now, because she's knocked up by Robbie, the dirty <laughs> anyway, dog. Robbie is a waiter and a womanizer, and yeah. he attends, guess where, Yale School of Medicine. Uh, scum dogs This movie Yale. is a class war movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it sounds like we're going to get to some, some important social commentary. Yeah, Robbie Pretty now soon. has his eyes on Lisa, you know, baby's older sister, right? And it's fun, you know, when Lisa does her dance routines, because it's one of these kind of camps where you do skits and whatnot, and she does the dance routine, and she dances like someone who learned how to dance from the hokey pokey. You know? Yeah. So she dances like she wouldn't do very well at yeah. Chinese all, dancing. All night. the dance camps I went to were like that. Hokey pokey, square dance, you know, <laughs> swing your partner. <laughs> so Robbie gets her pregnant, Penny, but he refuses to help her. Baby, without giving a reason, borrows money from her father to pay for Penny's abortion. The baby's pretty young. I mean, maybe she's supposed to be 18, but she looks 16, like Jennifer Gray's tiny, right? At first, Penny declines as it would cause her and Johnny to miss a performance at another nearby resort. <laughs> Wouldn't want to. Show must go on, right? That would cost well, them plus, the entire season's face it, She's attracted to, to Johnny, to Reiner Wolfcastle there. So Baby volunteers to stand in for Penny. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Should we take five then? Yeah, Better? absolutely. Sorry, just... No? Sorry. We're, we're about 10% through the plot here. <laughs> we, can, we can pick up when we get back. 10% through the plot? Yes. Oh, Dirty oh, Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Have you seen Dirty oh, Dancing? Oh, my God. My mother's favorite movie. <laughs> Isn't it a great movie? Yes, it is a great movie. Of course movie. it is. Well, this is the skin movie Skin Has Never Seen segment. What? There you go. That's the reaction our audience is going to have for sure. Wow, seriously, I've seen it so many times because I've... So anyway, when we last uh, left off, we had Penny uh, declining to get the abortion because she couldn't afford it to lose the season's salary. So it wasn't a moral issue, it was just money? That's right. She but wasn't thinking baby about Baby volunteers life. to stand in for Penny. Oh, in the dance? Right, thing. and Baby's just barely knows how to dance, right? really. Like, she can't dance like these people, but she's danced a few times with Johnny Castle, and she thinks she can do it. She well, liked it. And she's attracted to Johnny. Let's not lose track of that for a moment, because well, that's going to enhance her dance skills. As a matter of fact, crazily. now that you say that, during her dance sessions, because she's now preparing, because Penny's with Johnny, be, yeah, with Johnny, they develop a mutual attraction. What? You know, in this case, dance is sort of a euphemism. And her dance, Dad, I'm just dancing with Johnny. Mm-mm, no, no, they are just dancing. <laughs> No, Skinny, they are just dancing. And except for their failure to execute a climactic lift, Johnny well, and Baby's performance is successful. Ah, excellent. Okay. This will figure very... Uh, very. They, yeah, they mentioned well, anytime this. it's climactic in euphemism territory... Stop, Skin, please. Yeah, you can stop now, Skin. Back at Kellerman's, the name of the resort, by the way, Penny is gravely injured by the botched abortion. And Baby enlists her father's help to stabilize Penny, Jerry Orbach. He's a doctor. Right. So Jerry has to he comes tamp and down his does. Yeah, I think he gives her some drugs and stuff and whatever. And a big lecture. Angered by Baby's deception and assuming Johnny got Penny pregnant. Remember, it was mm-hmm. Robbie, the other yep. guy. Ah. Dr. Houseman orders Baby to stay away from him. Ooh. Baby sneaks off to apologize to Johnny for her dad's treatment of him, but Johnny feels he deserves it due to his lower status. Wait. No, I don't remember that. Johnny, you know, Patrick Swayze yeah. actually thinks, well, I deserve it because I am lower status. I think that's interesting. Wrong side of the tracks. 
baby reassures him of his own worth and then declares her love for him. The two continue seeing each other, but baby keeps it secret from her father, who now refuses to talk to her. Oh, dad. Camp. Camp's the place where the family is supposed to get together. Why does he refuse to talk to her? As far as he knows, she hasn't done anything. Oh, no, no. She's snuck off and she was dancing with Johnny. Yeah, and, and she's hanging out with these dirty dancers. And she knows about the need. And she stole the money. That's the big thing. She oh, stole I money. she borrowed it. No, I no. think earlier well, in this narrative, she borrowed money from her father. She didn't steal it. Oh, you're right. But he, she didn't tell him what for. Right. Okay. So, so that's stealing. Kinda, it was false pretenses. Now. I think I'm with Jerry here. <laughs> now, the plot thickens here. Johnny rejects an indecent proposal by Vivian Pressman, an adulterous wife who instead sleeps with Robbie boy that got Penny yeah. pregnant. Well, Robbie's without moral ground at all. We know that. Inadvertently foiling Lisa's, Lisa's the older sister of mm-hmm. baby, uh, own plan to lose her virginity to him. So Lisa was going to um, lose her virginity to Robbie, but Robbie decides to go with the adulterous wife instead. When Vivian spots baby leaving Johnny's cabin, she feels spurned and attempts revenge on Johnny by claiming he stole her husband's wallet. Max is ready to fire Johnny, but Baby backs up his alibi, (laughs) revealing she was with him during the time frame of the theft. Uh Uh-oh. Well, yeah, exactly. Jerry's not going to like this. The real thieves, Sydney and Sylvia Shoemaker, are caught. Sydney, come on. But Johnny is still fired because of his liaisons with Baby. Before leaving, Johnny tries to talk to Dr. Hausman, Jerry Arbach but is only accused of now trying to get at baby. Baby later apologizes to her father for lying, but not for her romance with Johnny, and then accuses him of class prejudice. Okay, are you guys ready? Well, I... I ready? The big finale. Ready? At Somebody the, take my pulse. At the end of season talent show, Dr. Houseman gives Robbie a recommendation for medical school. Robbie's really the bad guy, but the doctor thinks he's good, right? But when Robbie admits that he got Penny pregnant and then insults her and baby, Dr. Hausman angrily grabs the recommendation back. Johnny arrives and disrupts the final song by bringing baby up on stage and declaring that she had made him a better person. And then, and only then, do they do the dance they've practiced all summer long, ending... I'm getting teary right now. ...with a successful... Performance of the climactic lift. Yes. I'm a little verklempt over here. I just can't imagine what anybody listening to this is gonna think. Doctor Houseman admits he was wrong about Johnny, reconciles with baby. Oh, by the way, a little earlier is the classic scene when Dr. Houseman is upset with baby and he's he's got her put over in kind of like the corner and tells her not to dance with anybody. Johnny comes walking up, takes her hand, says, nobody puts baby in a corner. I just can't tell where my loyalties lie here. I think Johnny's, that's a little offside. He's Mr. Nice Guy, but then he goes right. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> I just don't think that's Johnny's place. Dr. Houseman admits he was wrong about Johnny and reconciles with Baby and all the staffs and guests join Baby and Johnny dancing to I've Had the Time of My Life. Well, 
That, that was I, a great I just, movie. I'm not it's too a good sure. Movie, eh? The movie might not live up to that reading of the plot. <laughs> I'm afraid of that. <laughs> All right. Next week, risky business. Okay. Nice. Let's. Uh, I think we should invest in an effort to find suitable theme music for this because that was pretty funny. I don't even know why. I don't know what. That was pretty funny. I didn't see that coming, RJ. Nice. Nice work. What else have we got? I've never seen uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Wow. Okay, but would it fall in the category of a movie that's been off and on, and so you might have watched it for five minutes, and then you've never even seen it? Wow. Yeah. I've got a bunch like that that I may never have sat down and watched the entire thing. I don't think I've spent three hours watching Gone with the Wind, but I've seen a half hour here and a half well, hour there. You know, I don't think I ever watched Dr. Chicago. <laughs> I read the book, I yeah, think, but I yeah. don't think I ever sat through the whole movie. Well, I watched I Dr. Chicago at the theater, I think in Trail, and I was just so taken by it, and I bought the soundtrack, and to wow. this day I love the soundtrack. Wow. But I rewatched Dr. Zhivago maybe four or five years ago, and I thought, well, I don't know, this is not that great of a movie. Didn't really. stand up? Not for me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. David Lean, though, right? He's Mr. He's the guy that did Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. yeah. He was hot when that movie was made. He was still hot. Hey, Moby, huh? this, I think this one's yours. What? Stu's Ball Hall? But where was Stu's Ball Hall? It's down by. Um, at the other end of the street, down by the Look, meat right market. across from the bus depot. You never went into. Well, it rings a bell. So, what what was the time frame of Stu's Ball Hall? Because, of course, there was your place, right? So, what did, was that oh, much it was later? before. Yeah, it was before. Before Moby's. Yeah, and that would have been before my dad's, right? With, yeah, my dad's was before oh. me. Yeah. Yes. And Stu's was there before you guys ever moved to town, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I moved up in 69, and I don't know if Stu's Ball Hall was there. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But maybe I hadn't even started. Yeah. I hadn't even played pinball in California. Well, it was, must have been just fading out around there, because why would I start up a pool hall if there was one down there? I don't know. Because when, oh no, I wasn't doing it until 72, I guess. I don't know. I, it, I I never was in there, actually. Stu's Ball Hall? Never once. Really? Nope. Pinball oh. Wizard, when did that come out? Must have been 69. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, I don't know if that's right or the not. The song? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, so because we used to go back there, and we were, I think you were supposed to be 16 to go in there. And I, we were right on the edge, I think. So me and Olga would go in there because... Pop bottles, like you could play pinball for a dime. So five pop bottles was a game of pinball. Because I think you got two cents? Yeah, two yeah. cents, yeah. So we were going there. I, I remember uh, we're sitting there. This kid comes in. He's younger than us. Just and, and there was this little dank back room where there was about five pinballs or four. And this kid comes in and, and Ogre says, Hey, kid, give me a smoke. And that's all I remember. I'm thinking, like, Ogre was just being Mr. 16-year-old tough guy. Hey, kid, give me a smoke. But uh, Kings and Queens was back there. Oh. And we played that like crazy. That was the first, yeah. 
Okay. And that was our favorite. We played. I can't remember what other machines were back there because we got into D ball mm-hmm. at the my dad's place. Yeah. And God, that reminds me. Beat the clock down on Granville. Jesus. Anyway, when so and I do remember that the three big pool tables because they were big snooker tables in there, and they came out of a uh, pool hall and trail because the felts were still stained by the flood. Oh, Trail Creek flood. Yeah, and they left. So it would have been in a basement somewhere in Trail, and they they got them up there. Because when was that? That flood was, I don't think it was was 66. I thought it was like 68. I was, I think I was 12 or 14. I was in the music festival that year because I remember driving across the creek as it started to overflow. And those table surfaces were slate, so they wouldn't even yeah. warp from the flood. No, they didn't, of course, have the money to replace a felt, so yeah, yeah. the stains were just there. And, oh, yeah, I witnessed guys, um, because the tough guys were in there, right? Is that right? That's it, probably why I never went in. Yeah, and I remember guys <laughs> picking up cues the wrong way. Don't fuck with me, buddy. Picking them up and threatening. Like, there was that kind of action that went on every once in a while. And I think I saw the movie Pinball Wizard. Would that have been 75? Because I think I saw that in Montreal on the way to Europe. Sounds about right. And he's playing kings and queens. Oh, right? nice, nice. Yeah, and we went, oh, my God. <laughs> was it kings and Yeah, or was it called four queens? Kings and queens. Kings and queens, yeah. I think. Yeah. So the trail flood was in 69. Wow. So that means that ball hall was probably set up the summer after. No. As the flood was in. Oh, it, maybe, maybe, maybe. And it was probably spring of 69. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we came up July of 69. I'm just wondering if there were maybe some other little. Maybe they replaced tables. Yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I had the impression it had been there for a long time before yeah. I ever heard of it. Do you but, remember the Chinese restaurant right near where Mal Chow's Hardware is? No, not Cantons. They're like Wises. Wises, right oh. next door there, someplace. No, I don't ever remember there being a restaurant in there. Because I remember coming up to Rossland with my dad, and we went in there, and it was just the classic greasy spoon, classic. And I thought, oh, this is an interesting place. But I'm sure we went in there and had fries or something. Nope, I don't, don't ever remember, remember that. that either. No, I <clears throat> went up to Wise's with my parents when I was a kid too. So, would have seen it, but never went in there. Well, that's right. When we were that young, nobody. You, I guess you guys wouldn't be hanging up on the main street a lot. No, not those goody goody Pinewood kids. Yeah, Glenn hadn't corrupted everyone yet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the. I think the end of Stu's ball hall. The Stu's ball story <laughs> starts with T, rhymes with P, stands for pool. <laughs> that means we got trouble. Right here in the Golden City. Never was in there. What else we got? Well, I put in the notes that I went full Karen at uh, oh, Home Depot. Yeah. I don't know. We discussed Karen's a couple episodes back. We did. What What on earth it is. Episode and, 93. And one of the aspects of Karen's was calling for the manager. Yeah. And uh, so I, I can't remember what I showed up there for, but it was the uh, curbside pickup that I've spoken of before here at Home yes. Depot. So I... You know, I, I I think I'd done it about three times before, and the, the time before, I, it took about 20 minutes before they came out, but that's fine. 
So this time I pulled up to curbside pickup, I follow the instructions, which is that you text a number and the number asks you some questions. You text the answers back, it's all computerized. And at the end of it, I think it creates an order for customer service inside the store to to deal with, but I, I texted it and I'm just listening to podcasts anyway, so it's fine, but 15, 20 minutes go by and I'm starting to think, okay, what's when's the appropriate time to uh, call in? And I think I called in at the half hour mark and nobody answered the phone. And so at the 35 minute mark, I go in and the store's a zoo. This is the Burnaby Home Depot. Gilmore's been closed for construction, which is the main street in front of the Home Depot. So everyone has to come in the side. I was in there recently. It was just an animal show. There's COVID-19 going on. So I think they're down staff, like staff not showing up to work. And whatnot, and there's one woman who's struggling at uh, at uh, customer service, and so she has a guy waiting for her. There's not a big lineup, but there's a guy waiting for her, and she's talking at length with someone on the phone, and then she deals with the guy, and then and then I come up and she goes to answer the phone. I said, "Don't answer that," because you know, I know what's going to happen the moment she because I I could actually. I've already surmised that the phone never stops ringing. Like it simply does not stop ringing. I was one of the people that rang it and it just rang and rang and wasn't answered. So anyway, so I, I'm just thinking if she answers that, I'm screwed because she's just going to keep answering. She says, I have to answer it. So she answers it. It took a, a while longer. And then she hung up. It immediately started ringing and she said, that's okay. I won't answer that. Right. So uh, anyway, um, I said, I've been waiting out in curbside pickup for 35 minutes. She says, I'm sorry. There's just not a lot of staff. Um, I'll go try and find your order. And in the meantime, I said, well, while you're gone, can I have a piece of paper and a pen? So so I wrote up, uh, curbside pickup, not available. Please go inside. Then I, and when she got back, I said, can I talk to your manager, please? So she brought the manager now. I said, curbside pickups broken right now do you can we photocopy this maybe make 10 copies i'd be happy to tape them out on the 10 curbside pickup slots outside he said just a minute and he went upstairs and i knew that was the last i was going to see of him so anyway i went outside and i let all the guys know that we're waiting hey don't wait here just go go line up inside and that that was my uh my karen moment do you know i spent I think I'm painting a better picture of me than I was. Yeah, like I spent the last five minutes sure that I was going to be able to refer to Gordyizing somebody. I think I was. But you didn't go full Gordy. You had a chance to really be a dick here. Well, I think I was. it sounds like you kept it just under wraps. Just under wraps. Maybe so. Maybe maybe I was a little bit more perturbed than I'm making myself sound here. But uh, I kind of knew they weren't going to take me up on the photocopy thing. I was trying to make a point. Oh, totally. So, and I, so think I, think, I think that was a little bit I under, think that's pretty fair. And calling it but, broken uh, is a sympathetic way to say it, too. Yeah. As opposed to saying, you know, something else. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, they all thanked me back in the uh, parking lot. And they all get out of their cars yeah. and head in. But, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I think we're time for our segment on... Um, Entertainment things, shows we've been watching lately, boys? Yeah. What do you got? I think I mentioned earlier this afternoon whether it makes the 99th or the unbelievably world-changing 100th episode is I've been just watching repair videos on YouTube by this guy, Musty. Musty one. Mm-hmm. Constant, mm-hmm. constant. I find them soothing. 
like no, just, I was enjoying that forklift. I got interrupted, but that's a, like a forty-five minute video. Yeah, they're like they're pretty close to an hour. He goes through all this stuff, and he just like I said, he talks all the time. You know, he he does stuff like he sets the camera up and he says, "Okay, noise alert," and he blows all the stuff off with an air hose, or he says, "Okay, we're just going to move this over here. Watch your feet." You know, like you're in the room with him. He talks to you. He talks to yeah. the camera. Like he's constantly aware of the camera. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about this guy, too, he says use. We'll see use later, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And when he puts <laughs> captions on his videos, they're very often misspelled. Grammar's terrible. But his video work is pretty good. You watch what he does. You watch what you can see. He's constantly aware that you got to move the camera to where you can see... Can you guys see in there? Or you yeah, try doing yeah. this with one hand because yeah. he's does filming. Does he have a filming assistant? No, he just does it. And he sets it up on a tripod and mm. he, he moves it around. He's mentioned in a few of these videos that it takes way longer to do some of these jobs when you're videoing it than when you're just doing it. Yeah, because he but sets he, stuff up. He uh, right at the beginning, he's they're pulling in the trailer for the forklift, and you see his partner there, who's because they're gonna get a chain on this thing or come along or something and i'm watching this and i'm thinking he's backing up i can see he's backing up but the guy who's directing him back there doesn't seem to be he's not moving and i, I just couldn't figure it out but the guy was standing on the trailer oh. because he couldn't see the back of the trailer from inside the cab because of the right. truck. So he said, go stand on the trailer so I know where it is. Yeah. But this guy's just moving. And I just, I, I didn't realize there was a trailer there to start. And he's just, <laughs> the guy just keeps standing there, turning around. He's not getting closer. And the truck seems to be moving back. <laughs> but I like, I, I just really like how... Nothing seems to be a problem. Like, I would some of the things he says. Uh, oh yeah, the little nipple on the tire is bent, and I can't get a. Nah, I, I can't even get the holes in there because obviously it's somehow the, the tube got pulled around inside and bent, and he can't even. Well, that's not a problem. They just figure out how to. Oh, we can try this and maybe actually shift that nipple. And then he's blowing things up like that. Yeah, he does that all the time. He just everything. Like the last one I was watching, he's working on a Volkswagen Volkswagen Fastback, and it has fuel injection. Have you guys ever tried fooling around with a fuel injected engine at all? It's just Not a me. just a nightmare. Like I've only looked at it and read the manual and looked at it again and pulled one thing out and looked at it and stuck it right back in again because it's just like whoa. No, so sir. this is old style fuel injection, right? Because yeah. all, aren't all modern cars now yeah. have EFI? Yeah, this was just when it was coming in. This is 68. Yeah. yeah. Like you could get yeah. it. And, this and I remember back then, I didn't know this, but people told me that if you put the pedal down, oh no, I'm thinking of turbo. You are. Yeah. There was going to be a turbo lag yeah. you were going to talk about. Yeah. But the point I was going to make is he just he just walks through this. It's thing after thing. The computer that this car had in it. It's a 68 Volkswagen Fastback, and it had a computer in it to manage its fuel wow. injection system. He says, that's a little suspect. It's been underwater before, you know, and he goes <laughs> to a junkyard and gets another one. And this fuel injection system, like the old ones were mechanical, and man, they involve like a billion little check valves and springs and pumps and all kinds of stuff going on, plus electronics, so that they can be told when to inject. Hmm. 
And he just walks through this thing, thing after thing after thing after thing comes up. And he just fixes one after another, after another, after another. It's just, and it's very soothing because, you know, occasionally, every now and then he gets a sawzall out and just cuts something. He's just done and he has to get rid of it and it's in the way. And the comments are split. Sometimes people complain because he just bashes things to get them loose. But he does it and the thing is still usable and he puts it back together and it works. Very soothing. Like anyway, that's me, you. It's kind of like Griffin's Xbox 360. It had the rings, red rings of death that those old Xboxes got. And uh, I got a free motherboard for it, put that in. And another time we got it fixed, another motherboard we paid for. And then the three rings of death came up again and we're going, okay, that's it. So I dropped it on the floor and it started working again. Wow, I got an Xbox nice. 360. I haven't had the rings of death. I haven't played it much in the last year or oh, so. Oh, really? Yeah. What have I been? Well, so uh, what I wanted to point out was a, a nice little show called Ted Lasso. And, uh, you know, you referred to this in a text I got from you the other day, and I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. So anybody who buys a new Mac or iPhone or iPad, they end up getting one year free of Apple TV Plus. They have some decent shows on there. It's nowhere near the level of volume of shows of Amazon or HBO or Netflix, but they got their little shows, right? So uh, so I highly recommend Ted Lasso. I think it's worth just throwing $6 Apple's way, just buy in for well, a month. I'm doing that because in my usual careless manner, I failed to cancel after Oh, you have Apple month. TV Plus? Yes, and I didn't cancel it. So <laughs> I watch Greyhounds with Tom Hanks. For five ninety nine. Why did you did you pay for it just no. because there was a show you wanted to see? I got it because there was a show I wanted to see, and it was a thirty day free subscription. Oh, gotcha. Okay, which I didn't cancel. Yes, but you did cancel your Zoom membership already, I believe. I didn't cancel that either. Oh my God! You paid an extra twenty bucks already. I kept it going. Oh, so if we want to have another Zoom session with anybody for any reason, I have a license. Okay, but you went in with your eyes open. You did yes, it I on did. purpose. I, did. I made a conscious decision. Okay, well, that's okay. Just then. in case, I thought. Just in case. Premise of Ted Lasso. Just yeah. eight, eight episodes. Uh, like what? Apple releases them weekly, and not like Netflix, where it's a drop and you can binge. Um, in my case, I didn't hear about it until five episodes had been out, so I got to binge the first five, and then I watched every Friday for the final three. Premise is uh, it's set in Britain, set in the UK. The team owner divorced his wife, left her for a younger woman. The wife owns the team. The ex, her ex, her hus- old husband, uh, loves the team, but she ended up with the team. Is soccer? Yep. Yep, soccer. So she decides to take some steps to make sure the team loses, the team she owns, because she hates her husband so much. She's so angry with him. He loves the team so much. So she hires an American football coach. <laughs> He's a, a a community college football coach. <laughs> And there's there's some footage of him. He's made a bit of a name for himself because he's a little bit of a character. And there's some footage of him dancing uh, in front of his team in the locker room, and they're all they all seem to be thinking it's kind of funny. So he shows up to coach a Premier League football team. <laughs> okay, well already I'm liking this quite a lot. <laughs> and he knows he's not a dummy. He knows that it's soccer. He knows 
He knows that he doesn't know anything. He knows that he's in over his head. Right. And so that's the whole thing. Yeah. How is he going to pull this one out? Right. And uh, his character is just the best character ever because he's not a dummy, but he's got a relentlessly positive attitude. And so he's just bringing along people around him one by one. And his whole job is, and every, every one of the players has a different personality. Yeah. And it's how does he work them, you know, and uh, the owner, the owner, he brings her uh, special bread every morning. It's a, it's, it's a cookie. What are they called? A biscuit. That's what the Brits call them, biscuits. And she wants to find out because she can't stand them. She's just really annoyed because he's got this relentlessly positive personality and she just wants the team to run into the ground. Yeah. And does he know that? She wants the team to run into the ground? He does not. Oh, so he wants to win. He wants, well, winning isn't necessarily his objective, but transforming and making people better people. And, and, and through that, likely, that will yeah. help their playing performance. Yeah. Not a boy, Ted. <laughs> it is just a really fun movie. I don't want to, or uh, series. series. Yeah, I wouldn't want to tell too much more because the moments are just, every every episode has great moments in it. Good characters, lots of little side stories and stuff, yeah. I've been watching Itaewon Class. It's a K-drama on Netflix. Pretty good. Itaewon. Itaewon is a neighborhood in Seoul, apparently. Mm-hmm. Very cosmopolitan neighborhood in Seoul. So it's pretty good, but it is your basic standard full-bore K-drama, just so you know. I started that. I didn't. I might get into it. It's yeah. It's up there and. I abandon it after, I haven't abandoned it totally, but I haven't watched an episode in quite a while. That was it, and I don't know about you other dogs, but I'm feeling a little deflated now. Oh, man. Because we were at 100, and now it's just, we got to set, like 200 is just going to be 200. It's not going to be... It's kind of like when we hit our 10th episode, that was a big deal. And then nothing. Our 50th was sort of, kind of. It's the journey, not the destination. But now we have no destination worth getting to, so the journey blows constantly. No, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I think we should do that all the time. We're wide open to suggestions on how we make the next 100 episodes more engaging, more entertaining for you guys. What you love, what you would love to hear more of. We want to hear about what you would love to hear more of. I'm not too sure I want to hear about what you don't want to hear anymore about. Because it'll hurt my little feelings. That's not what I'm here for. So, if you have things that you... Uh, I almost made it there, too. Things that you would really you like would to hear more of. Let us hear know. more of what you would love to hear Yes. Look, it's right. But I don't want to hear too much about what you don't want to hear more of. You okay with that, RJ? You good? Oh my God, I'm getting too old for triple negatives. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll just plow on, irregardable, as... Uh, what was his name? I'll never remember now. Ejack to him. Ejack to him. Thanks, RJ. Perfect. Just irregardless. <laughs> he used to say irregardable, and I... Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That was good. And we'll just plow on for our next 100. You guys just keep taking care. Keep on coming with us. If you ever want to be on here, make sure and let us know. We'll probably try to set that up, because we're that kind of guy. In the meantime, just have fun and be well. Bye. 
Bye. See you. Bye. That was fun. Though. That was really awesome. Super. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. Thank you for great. having me. It's perfect. So fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>